Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Grace Duffy. And this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we will be exploring the YouTube revenue opportunities for channels announced at VidCon, as well as learning playlists and more with special guest Luria Petrucci of Live Streaming Pros. Want to remind you that Luria, among many others, is speaking at our Video Marketing Summit 2019. That's August 5th through 9th, 2019. It's a live online event for any marketer who wants to create videos with confidence and improve their marketing videos on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and she is one of the 12 top video marketing pros that will be sharing their proven techniques for video creation, video ads, Instagram stories, IGTV, YouTube, which is what we're talking about on the show today, LinkedIn video, and live video. To find out more, go to videomarketingsummit.info. Now, Luria, as I've mentioned a couple of times, is speaking there, but she is one of the live streaming pros. And, <laughs> and it's funny, you can go become a live streaming pro as well if you check them out <laughs> over there. It's it's written so that if David was here, it would make more sense. That's why I'm, I'm oh. on the fly saying this. So, <laughs> editing on the fly. <laughs> yes, ed, on the fly editing. And it always makes more sense if you call it out as you're saying it wrong. And also they've got a great new show called Create Live. That's C-R-E the number eight live. Luria, welcome back to the show. I'm super pumped to be back. I actually am very excited to speak at Video Marketing Summit, but even more exciting than that, I can't wait to take all of the other sessions as well. This is jam-packed full of awesomeness. It's just, I mean, anything you can think of in terms of video and social media and marketing is in that thing. I was kind of surprised at how many awesome people we got going on. So it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. So, all right, let's dig in. There was a number of things that were announced at VidCon and then some that weren't. And we want to talk about those with you as well, but let's start with the VidCon updates. So at VidCon, YouTube had a keynote, they got out and they talked about a number of different ways that creators are now going to be able to make money. Uh, This includes super stickers, talking about membership levels, as well as some merchandising options. So let's start with this uh, super stickers. This is kind of coming off of the super chats. Uh, Let's start there. So Luria, super stickers. Uh, what do you think of super stickers on YouTube? And super chats. And super chats. Yeah. Well, so super stickers basically works just like super chat when super chat is a way for people watching to donate and support their favorite creators and streamers. So basically you can 
you can say, I want to send $2 or I want to send $50 or $100 or whatever. And you can put a message in there. Well, now with super stickers, you can send an animated little sticker that, you know, you can choose from stickers and you can be like, woohoo, I love it. Or you can be like, this sucks. No, actually, I don't know if they have any that, that say this sucks, but <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a more visual uh, emoji type of way of communicating your love for that person. Um, and so it's a great way to engage the community, right. And, and allow them to feel more a part of the show. Yeah. So were so these I, on any videos or were these just on certain videos on YouTube? Like, so if I uploaded a video, I couldn't do that, right? I couldn't add super, like I couldn't have super, super chats. And- super chats just for live streaming, as far as I know, it, it's the same exact thing. So cool. super chats, super stickers, our YouTube channel just got, as we went live this morning, uh, just got activated for super uh, stickers as well. So it'll cool. be interesting to see on our show today, like who does it, what it's like, how the experience is, uh, but it should, you know, it's just a fun engagement factor, which they're really taking a big, big note from Twitch right now. Let's jump there real quick. So there's the whole Facebook's more social, but YouTube is more where people are watching longer thing. And then they both want what the other has. YouTube wants more of the social interaction, which is kind of what these things make me think of as well as Twitch. And then Facebook wants more of the, hey, we want people to watch longer thing with some of the tweaks that they made. We won't go into that. But all of these features that YouTube announced struck me as stuff that I had kind of thought, wait, where have I seen that before it was familiar like it was something i'd seen and i was like oh yeah on twitch so yeah no both facebook and youtube are like just looking over their shoulder at twitch because twitch is killing it um especially when it comes to engagement they have a ton of features that really enable community interaction and youtube hasn't been that way right so it's uh it's interesting because they're doing this and then some of the other things that they're doing that we'll talk about later in the show uh kind of go against each other so it's kind of interesting to see what they're doing and trying and just feeling it out (laughs) So let's go back to the super stickers real quick here. So for a lot of people, I guess they're, they're like, wait, what does that mean? What is a super sticker? And I think, I mean, it, my impression of it is that it's kind of like on Instagram stories where after you've created something, you go grab a sticker mm-hmm. or something and or a GIF and then you can slap it up there. And basically what it what it means is that the viewers of a live show on YouTube would be able to slap that up there. It's got a monetization to it where, I mean, you kind of have to pay for it, right? As a, as a watcher in order, but it, but it gives the watcher a connection and it calls attention to it, to the creator that this watcher did it again, like a lot like Twitch. Yeah. Yes. So, cause that's what you guys do. You've got all these different, you throw the taco or Abby, the dog stickers and things like that. So, <laughs> and this is on the heel. I mean, of course we, we mentioned super chats, uh, you know, this was, this was at the beginning of it. And apparently according to YouTube stats, I mean, super chats, I mean, they're no joke. There are over 90,000 channels who have super chats, some with earning over $400 a minute. With it. And then uh, YouTube also announced that it's the number one revenue stream for nearly uh, 20,000 channels. And they increased over 65%. So, I mean, it is a significant. You can see my screen right now. David over in my chat right now uh, did a super chat. So that's what a sticker looks like. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little dancing guy. Uh huh. (laughs) 
That's great. <laughs> exactly. So I, I just thought I'd show you. Yeah. No, oh no, that's perfect. You. So that's awesome. on the for our podcast listeners, it's it's literally looks like a comment on YouTube, and next to it was a little animated green dude dancing. And and as people are noting here in the the live chat, they're saying, okay, so that person donated three dollars in order for that Correct. to show up and say that they had donated three dollars. It's kind of like a visual. It's it's a creative, crafty visual call out to that person donated. Exactly. So as a streamer, right at that point, you're like, you're going to give that person extra attention. You're going to call them out. You're going to thank them. And by the way, thank you, David, (laughs) for that $3 super sticker. Right. So you you pay more attention to them. It's a great way to uh, for people to feel like they're getting noticed as well uh, in a busy chat room. So one of the other ways that they brought up as far as monetization for channels goes is this new channel memberships where fans pay a monthly fee of $4.99 to get unique badges, uh, new emojis, and then access to special perks like exclusive live streams, extra videos, or shoutouts. Now, this is also Twitch-like, but it's also sort of Patreon-like as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a combination of both. Uh, essentially, if you know how Patreon works, uh, you allow people to choose their tier of the donation level that they want. And in return, they get special perks, the better the, or they hire the tier, uh, and donation level, the better the perks are or should be at least. <laughs> and so, uh, that's the same exact thing that's happening with the YouTube memberships. They always only had four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Now they'll have like, uh, four different, uh, levels that the streamer can choose and, uh, or sorry, this is not just streamers, uh, but channels in general yeah, channels channels so, all together not just live video but also exactly uh, uploaded video it looks like it says five different channel memberships that they're testing oh, so uh so again not just the 499 but they'll be able to do these all these different tiers uh you know the marketers will be able to do different tiers and and they said that they tested these different levels with uh a creator like fine brothers entertainment and that uh the they reported that their memberships revenue uh, increased by six times after they intru- introduced two higher priced tiers. So, yeah. And, and that makes sense because, you know, in marketing, right. We all, we, we all know that people want to support you and take advantage of different services at different levels. So it's exactly the same concept. You're giving people the option of, you know, choosing between maybe your a product versus a course, services versus consulting, right? Each of those have your products have different tiers. It's the same concept as allowing people to choose how they want to support you. And that often just in general increases the revenue because you're allowing more <laughs> revenue to come in, first of all. And then you'll you're you're always surprised if you if you are building community and you're really focused on the people who are following you, not just trying to get big numbers, you'll be surprised at how many people are willing to shell out large amounts for supporting. And I think that marketers tend to get a little weirded out by the idea of not having a product, but having donations. And so I think that's a probably an important point to talk about because it, it, it's not just for content creators 
as a marketer, as a business, as an entrepreneur, you should be allowing that uh, because it's a way for people to feel connected to you on a deeper level as well. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Well, and and so much so that like, for example, at Social Media Marketing World, you and David were both wearing the, well, different variations on different days of the shirts that you guys have. And I said, yeah. oh, I have to have that. And so to support you guys, as well as because it was just freaking cool, I got the <laughs> I Go Live t-shirt. I'm not wearing it today, but I had to get it. And I was like, well, and that rolls right into uh, the next thing that they talked about. Well, but before was, you, I just want to hit on okay, that point. Ahead. At yeah. Social Media Marketing World, people were coming up to me and saying, where can I get that shirt? They had no yes. idea who I was or yeah. that I was a speaker or they weren't even at my session, right? But they were like, oh my God, that's an awesome shirt. I need it. <laughs> so it, it really engages on multiple levels. <laughs> totally. And and that's the next thing then that we're talking about here is yeah. YouTube also announced that they are increasing their offerings on their merch shelf. I love how they described it as a merch shelf uh, with Teespring, allowing creators to sell merch to their fans directly from their channel. And so it's going to be adding five new partners. That's crowd-made DFTBA, Fanjoy, Represent, and Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth, that is a weird name. But hey, probably works. <laughs> it works for them, I'm sure. Um, it's a big company. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So well, there you go. And you've got experience with this as well, but you guys probably, I mean, have you guys been doing the uh, the YouTube merch at all? No, because they, they don't offer, even with these additions, they don't offer the choices that we make with our um, right with our t-shirts uh, and merch. So it's not something that uh, we've chosen to switch in favor of because we're happy with like the quality right. of our shirts and stuff but like this one is really super soft. Right. And so yeah. I, we care about the quality sure. more than just the options. <laughs> Although by adding these, maybe some of these other brands have some of that you yeah. know, higher quality fabric thread count et cetera, uh, in there. Yeah. But as far as creators go, who never thought, oh, I've just never thought to offer that as an option. We've already, as we previously said a minute or two ago, like one, some of the shirts are really cool. I had to have one. Uh, number two, <laughs> it then becomes an ambassador type thing for the channel and mm -hmm. what you're doing because you're not only are you walking around with your own t-shirt on, which I don't have any problem with because you're doing that right now, but two, <laughs> Uh, your fans are walking around and they're like, what's that t-shirt from? It's like, oh, it's from this awesome YouTube channel. You got to see it, you know? So mm -hmm. anyway, I, I just think this is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I, I like walking stuff. around in my own stuff because <laughs> Paul Dixon, who's our designer, just does a fantastic job and it's yeah. kind of become my wardrobe. I like, I don't, you know how Steve Jobs just wore black, right? <laughs> I don't have to choose in the morning what I'm going to wear. I just wear my merch. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. perfect. That is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, so they're going to be offering that. That's really just a minor note here. But all of this stuff is either out now or being tested or rolling out soon. Then YouTube pivoted and started talking about learning playlists as well as expanding YouTube giving. So one of the things, obviously, when it comes to YouTube is uh, that, you know, we were talking with this about, you know, why do you choose YouTube over Facebook sometimes? And one of the one of the reasons that people do that when they say that answer is they say that I'm intentionally searching for how to or educational content on YouTube. And so with these new learning playlists, how do you see these new learning playlists being helpful for both the creator as well as the viewer? I freaking love this idea. Uh, it's natural for, to go from how to content to the learning playlist, mm -hmm. especially with the 
increase and the explosion of courses online as well, right? That, that concept, everybody takes courses now. Um, and so I think that it, it's a very interesting thing for marketers specifically to pay attention to because it could be now you're not going to get an opt-in from these or none of that, but it's a great way to say, Hey, if you want X, Y, Z, then here's a free course, right. Of how to mm-hmm. accomplish it. Somebody just asked me about messenger bots the other day. Like, do you have anything on that? So I have a whole playlist on YouTube about messenger bots and why to use them, how to use them, all of that. Mm-hmm. So I sent them to that playlist, but what if I had a playlist that walked them through step-by-step mm-hmm. how to actually use something or like vMix for us, like a soft, a streaming software would make perfect sense for us to have like, all right, here's what you need to know, but in an orderly fashion, not just right. random uh, videos that we've done over time, right? So it's, there's a lot more order to it, a lot more uh, flow that, that makes sense for somebody to actually learn. Yeah, and YouTube added that they're adding structure to these to these playlists so that you can divide them into a collection, chapters, you know, going step by step, kind of like if people are familiar with the units uh, in Facebook groups. So I like that idea. I like from and it allows you to go from beginner to advanced. Right. So I can pick because like, you know. Uh, I think sometimes that's hard when you're looking around for, I don't know, like photography classes. Well, it's like, I already know that, but you know, so yeah, (laughs) I I love it. I think it's going to be an awesome use of education on YouTube um, Mm -hmm. as well as really helping people on the free level just to make progress. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and of course, is the more you do that, the more you help, then the more interested they are in your other content, the more interested they are going to be for to buy from you. A whole mm-hmm. no like and trust factor increases exponentially if mm-hmm. you actually use these well, I think. So, so in the you- same announcement, they also, um, YouTube also announced YouTube giving. So tell us what that's all about. YouTube giving is a charity, like charity um, or donations to a charity directly on the YouTube platform. So we actually were a part of a stream in December uh, with Benji Travis um, and it's Judy's life. Um, And then that was called December. It was a charity event, 24 hour stream. Uh, And there they were testing on this channel for that, uh, charity experience. So instead of saying, Hey, we're supporting this charity. We're doing a 24 hour marathon. Go click this link that takes you off of the YouTube platform, Mm -hmm. takes you away from the stream, takes you away from all of this. Um, and then you have to go to a different site. And by the way, like in previous years, Dan Sember had, uh, crashed servers, crashed PayPal. So like some, some, yeah, it was, it was hard for the, the, that for them to handle all of the donations. Uh, but now it's all right underneath the video, a donate button. It's all capped within the YouTube, uh, experience. Um, so really can increase donations for that event. Absolutely. It has a little ticker. So in the screenshots, uh, YouTube provided, there's a little ticker moving along as donations were collected. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I like that. Cool experience. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a fantastic job with it. It almost makes me think of the whole, uh, the old PBS telethon call in, (laughs) you know, don't hear, you get this tote bag or this t-shirt or this, this super sticker. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's exactly that. You have a goal, right? And you, yep. you're trying to reach that goal. And that's the ticker that you were talking about. And uh, it really is a telephone. Yeah. <laughs> so I think putting putting these all together, though, I mean, I think that the the winner, the real winner here is not just uh, the YouTube channel channels in general with their new revenue opportunities here. I think, dare I say it, nonprofits could really make a killing Though that's yes. probably not the right terminology to use for a nonprofit, <laughs> but they could do really well thinking about how to have a strategy on YouTube now. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, well, that is the VidCon news. Let's move out of VidCon news and move over to some of the other things that have come out of YouTube itself uh, in the recent week, week and a half here or so. Uh, so, first off, YouTube is now giving users more control over the videos that it's picking for you to see. So there's three specific tweaks here that come under this, uh, this category here. So number one is the uh, side scrolling list of topics that YouTube said might be videos related to the one you're watching, videos published by the channel you're watching, or other topics that may interest you. So Luria, what do you think of this? I mean, more choices and, and more fine-tuned personalization is always a good thing. I'm not the best use case for this exactly because I don't spend time just browsing around Facebook or sorry, YouTube. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm in and out just like shopping. I hate shopping, right? So I'm like, I know what I'm going to get. I'm in there and I'm out. <laughs> right? yeah. I don't browse. Yeah. So I kind of have the same experience with, with YouTube viewing habits. I am in for something specific and then I'm out. Um, but like David does a lot of, uh, exploration and, and kind of going from one video to another. And I think that it'll be super beneficial for him or anybody who does that, because then you get just access to more personalization, right? More videos that you mm -hmm. actually want and you have control over the experience. Um, although I will say there was one video that YouTube kept, uh, suggesting to him uh, over and over and over. And it was uh, all in Chinese. Oh, he's like, this is really weird. Like, why are you suggesting this to me? And yeah. so he ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. And all of a sudden one day he was like, fine, YouTube, I'm going to go take a look at this. <laughs> and he fell in love with the channel. It's there's no, are you kidding me? yeah, they don't so, speak. Uh, she, it's just beautifully done. And so she, she, anyway, it, it was, it was actually beneficial to him. YouTube actually rolled language. out a thing where you can now click and say, why was this video suggested to me? Yeah. So maybe next time that happens, <laughs> You can click on it and be like, what? Oh, because it's masterfully done. I see now. So even though it was not in his language, YouTube knew he really needed to take a look at it and just kept giving it to him and giving it to him until he finally checked it out. See, I would yeah. have been like, oh my gosh, what is this? Why do you keep showing this to me? And I would have been like, <laughs> remove or delete or whatever you want to call it. Actually, it's yeah. the don't recommend channel or stop showing this video option. So yeah. that's the next one. The YouTube also has now added the option to remove suggestions from channels that you don't want to watch. So even if they're once in a while, just showing a random video from a channel, if you start to see, all, you, if you're just like, wait, I am never going to watch that channel ever. You can just remove it. Yeah. I love that because there are certainly channels that I don't ever want to see. Right. Yeah. Out wow. there. Just never, ever, ever <laughs> concur. <laughs> the other one was, as Grace just mentioned, it's the if, if YouTube picks a video for you that isn't uh, 
connected to your channel subscriptions, you can learn why a video might have been uh, suggested for you. And I'm curious to that, to do that. I, I mean, I, I know Luria, you said you weren't necessarily searching around or looking or whatever. I have been cause my kids and I have been watching a lot of YouTube. And so nice. I'm being very careful in curating what comes up in there. And so if I, I will only, I will let it slide unless I find something and I'm like, okay, no, that never show up ever again, whether yeah. it's the channel or the video or whatever. And that's, that's as drastic as I get, but anyway. That makes sense. I, I think overall, I mean, all of these things that they're adding are, are great, right? They're great mm-hmm. choices. They're small, but overall it creates a better experience. I, I you know, I would think if yeah. you were the kind of person that's not me. Well, users will start seeing this feature on iOS. They should have started seeing it towards the end of June and it's supposed to be coming soon to Android and desktop. So if you're a YouTube iOS app user, let us know what you think about it because, and if you use it, right? Because, uh, you know, there's all kinds out there, right? (laughs) Okay. So switching over to community and interaction there. So anyway, YouTube is improving their subscriber notifications and their (laughs) analytics. And so, uh, what they're doing here is, and, and apparently there'd been a problem for a while now with YouTube notifications being sent. And I didn't know that, but I guess if I wasn't getting them, I wouldn't have noticed I wasn't getting them. It's that <laughs> you don't know what you don't know kind of a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now you know. <laughs> yes. So, but again, but apparently what they're, what they're doing is they're fixing that issue. And now they're adding some nuance to those notification options. So this feels a bit like the Facebook see first or the get notified when this page goes live kind of thing. Do you think this is good, a good thing for YouTube channels and marketers? Uh, I mean, better, more notifications is great, but I hate the algorithm stuff personally. The whole concept of having to say, I want to subscribe to this channel and then I have to add a a minute amount of detail about how much I want to see them. No, thank you. If I say I want to see it, I want to see it. Right. And it's a big pet peeve of mine for the algorithmic choices that Facebook and YouTube make. If I want to see it, I'm subscribed because I want to see it. How much I actually click on that because then the algorithms actually pay attention to if you're clicking on it or not. So let it be its thing and, and stop making users go through so much work to subscribe to a freaking channel and actually get notified about when videos, I mean, as a creator, it's difficult as a viewer, it's difficult all the way around. It's bad. Right. So you do put out a video, uh, like rolling this out and I had to watch it several times to like get all the nuances. And then I read their write up on it. And in the line, it says, this sounds very confusing. I was like, you know, when you write, this sounds very confusing. That's when you stop (laughs) and you need to make it less confusing. So just to quickly, I mean, so you subscribe so you can like hit the red button to subscribe, right? So you hit the red button to subscribe. But now they're saying that users now have to press some golden gong or bell or whatever, right? I don't have it. So I I just this golden bell to like to say like you and then you need to, to what, from what I understand, you would then have to qualify how much you want to see it. So I'm just like, that is like 15 more steps. And I just want to see my favorite person. You know? So um, it is. And then like, and then they rolled out to uh, analytics, which we'll get into. That's all right. Um, my thought here is, again, it's convoluted and it's confusing. And it's confusing not only for the creators, but also for the viewers. But to play devil's advocate, I think there's a certain amount of 
nuance in the notification that as a viewer, I'd like the option to have. And here's why. Because yes, like you were talking about Luria, I'd love to click, no, I want everything and get everything. But what if I don't want to abandon them as they start to annoy me as they go live daily or upload a video daily and I'm getting like, oh my gosh, it's a barrage of, it's like if you sign up for someone's email newsletter and then they emailed you two or three, four times a day. And then I was like, hold up, let me figure out, I only want these deals to be able to go back in and uncheck the ones you don't want, kind of helpful. That's what I'm kind of looking at it as. But again, as we just alluded to, it's not clear and it's very confusing for everyone involved. That's that's a fair devil's advocate argument. <laughs> but yeah, it's at the end of the flawed, day, it's like, me. okay, so now what do we say in our videos? Okay, click the subscribe button, <laughs> then click the golden nugget thing of a jig, then do this. That Our, our ask for subscription yeah, is going to be 50 to seconds. Yeah, he was yeah. just saying that YouTube would need to default to everything and let you dial it down right. as opposed to the other way, which is what right. they're doing, I think. Yeah. So, and then there's two analytics that came out of this. So in YouTube analytics, you can now see creators can now see subscribers who turned on all notifications for your channel. And these are going to be separated out from subscribers who turned on that bell that enabled and then enable YouTube notifications. So my question is, how is that useful? to you as a channel owner? Like, how would that information be useful to you about like knowing how many people have subscribed to all versus how many people that subscribe to some? I mean, it, it lets you just fine tune your processes, right? So if, if you see that the ratio is quite off, then mm -hmm. you can do more about it. You know, it's, it's, it's helpful from the managerial perspective of doing of your call to actions of things like that. Um, mm -hmm. and then you also know where that traffic is coming from. Is it from people who have, you know, subscribed for everything, uh, clicks that bell notification, all of that thing, or is it coming from other sources, which mm -hmm. YouTube is really great about with analytics, um, yeah. from that perspective. So yeah. I think it's just, it's just helpful information, just like everything else. So moving on, uh, these last two have to do with comments. Number, the, the first part is that YouTube cleans up comments. Well, well, we'll see. But I guess that's exactly what they're trying to do here is essentially what they're doing is they're going to potential, they're, they're potentially inappropriate comments as identified by an algorithm will now be held for review by default. And as we all know, the comments is, is the place to avoid especially when it was on YouTube, at least back in the day. Maybe it's still that bad. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time in YouTube comments. But Luria, what are your thoughts on their attempt to clean up YouTube comments? Well, first of all, I thought they already held a bunch for review based on that. So right. I'm not really That's sure so what else they're doing. I've seen some that they were already doing that for. So yeah, that was a little confusing. Yeah. So uh, if they're if they're just increasing the number of comments that will be held, um, first of all, there was a lot of talk in this discussion about kid channels, which I'm going to leave that out since most of our uh, this audience is not okay. like related to that because for kids comments to, to clean it all up, to make sure it's easier for them to not get overwhelmed by bad comments. Like I'm, I'm totally for that, but they have the kids channels and everything like the whole kids YouTube. So I feel like that's completely separate in terms of other streams or other videos and, and, and all of us, man, just cleaning up comments or, or allowing or taking more into moderation is 
totally fine, except I think that they'll probably wind up getting too aggressive. Uh, it remains to be seen. You know, I'm going to say something here that a lot of people hate when I say, and, and I'm just going to call it like it is, because the truth of the matter is, yeah, everybody hates YouTube comments, blah, 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 blah. You have full control over your community. If your YouTube comments are out of control and if your YouTube comments are mean and ugly and nasty, then you have work to do as a creator and as a, the publisher. You are in control of your own community and you must create a, an environment that is acceptable to you, whatever that means to you, right? So if you don't like the nastiness, then clean up your own YouTube channel. Make sure that you are saying in your videos things like, I would love for your feedback on this. However, we don't, we don't allow nastiness. So, you know, be civil. Things like that, like just constant repetitive self-moderation of a community can be done and it should be done. And so, you know, I don't think that we necessarily need YouTube to step in here if you manage your channel correctly. So that's on the creator, I fully believe, because I mean, I've, I've had a channel with 100 you know, 20, 150,000 subscribers and never had a problem with that because you manage it well. So that's on you. I yeah. fully believe. Yeah. One of yeah. the things that they say in the, uh, this new feature is that it's intended to capture the majority of potentially inappropriate comments to, you know, we don't know how accurate that is. They say there's some yeah. potential inaccuracy, but what they do say is to go in the vein of what you were just talking about, that as you look, as you review those comments that are held, that the system is going to take that feedback into account and over time get better at identifying the type of comments to hold for review versus the ones you want to come through to yeah. without moderation. So we'll see. Yeah, that, and that's, that's, uh, you know, that's fair. I mean, it's it, stuff like that is always helpful, I suppose. But again, going back to that, it's like, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of on you anyway. <laughs> so part of having a channel is making sure you allocate enough time to manage it, right? Is oh, that what sure. we're? No. So there you go. Which is what I think. Which is sound advice for any social media network. Like, don't be on right. it unless you're on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this final piece of news here is connected in a little bit of a, a direct connection here. That YouTube is then confirmed that they have been testing having comments hidden by default. It seems like this is yet another social network that is testing hiding things these days, like counts and follower counts and all these things. So hiding the comments though, I mean, this is still in testing, but it'll be interesting to see how this is received. What do you think? What do you think of the, the impact that having comments hidden by default would be on engagement on YouTube? This is what I was referring to earlier that, YouTube is trying to get more engagement yet now trying to take away engagement. Like what, what's going on here? <laughs> and they're this, not hiding them, hiding them, right? They're, you're just right. having to, you're just having to like click somewhere else. So basically like leap through a hoop to go see your comments someplace else, but they're still there. They're yes. still just as nasty as ever. <laughs> <laughs> or not if you've done the work. That's like, that's like people coming over to your house and like, quick, put everything in the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why you would, I get hiding numbers like view counts that Instagram is testing. I, I get the theory behind that. I don't get show not showing comments now on mobile. 
the comments are almost hidden anyway yeah. because yeah. they're below so much stuff. But I, I think it's in we we know this. Anytime you ask for engagement or have a call to action of any kind, the more steps you are put in between, the less you're going to get. So of course, if I have to click comments, uh, I am going to not engage. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't love anyone that much to go through hurdles to get to them. Right now, a lot of people do, and a lot of people will, but the ratio of engagement will surely go down if they keep this up. If it's going to happen, it's a matter of what percent it's going to be is basically what you're saying, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, and, and different channels will experience different ratios depending on how already engaged their channel is. So yeah, I mean, definitely comments will go down if you make them jump through a hoop, even a simple click. Yeah, it's just this is a test happening in India on Android devices. And YouTube was kind of quasi not committal to it. But finally, they said, yeah, we're testing it. And they're they're going to roll this out based on feedback. So I think it's caveat, 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 caveat you know, like <laughs> like you're just kind of like stepping away from this of like, we're just looking at it for this little bit of an audience. I don't know what the India Android audience is. Maybe it's as much. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it is just a test and we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, it's not know. worth getting upset about right now because oh. it is just a test. Yeah. Like we all, we all jump to conclusions anytime any platform <laughs> tests things. Um, but often out of those tests, they wind up saying, okay, well, let's make an adjustment here or there or whatever. And so who knows what will actually come out. Yeah. Well, if it, if it does happen, then we'll have you back and we'll talk about it then. Okay. (laughs) And I'll go on my rant again. Yes. And we'll have David back. (laughs) It's sound advice. It's sound advice. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, Luria, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for letting us join you as you joined us. And (laughs) (laughs) simulcast for the win. Yes. So uh, thanks again for being here. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Have a good day. All right. So she's always so fun. She and David are always so much fun on this show. (laughs) So. That's the show. Wanted to remind you again that everything we talked about, everything you can find in the Saturday recap show notes for this episode by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. That's also where you can subscribe to the show if you're not subscribed already on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you uh, are listening. Or if, again, you want to join us on a Friday, you have time. You can do that. But if you're if you're too busy on a Friday, you can just subscribe to the podcast. That's fine, too. I also want to remind you that Luria is one of the 12 top video marketing pros that will be sharing her expertise at the Video Marketing Summit 2019. That's August 5th through 9th. It is a live online event for any marketer who wants to create videos with confidence and you can improve your marketing video skills not just for Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or LinkedIn, but for all of the above and all the iterations that are therein. So find out more by going to videomarketingsummit.info. And uh, I want to say special thanks to Grace Duffy for being co-host and producer. And for coming back, right? Yes, and for finally (laughs) coming back. (laughs) Thank you, Eric, for being an excellent host. And thank you, Luria and David in the behind the scenes for being excellent uh, guests today. So this is a fun show. I learned a lot. And we will be recording again next week, Friday, July 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can join us live 
you know, if, if you can, I should say, if your Friday's not too busy and you want to join us live as we record the show, head on over to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. That's where you can get this on your calendar and then join us there. Otherwise, stay subscribed and we will see you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. See you next week. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.